Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Laura podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and stronger movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today's podcast should be helpful for almost everyone. It's called how movement can help procrastination. So procrastination seems to be not just in not just a common problem or issue, but I think it's a natural state of being as a human in the world today. So the definition of procrastination first, it's to keep delaying doing something. And it's often delaying doing something or putting off something that must be done because it's unpleasant or boring. In other words, we're not putting off doing something fun. It's usually something that's mundane or boring and we just procrastinate. We kind of sit on it and don't, you know, don't take action. So first, there's so much research done on procrastination. There are so many articles and books on how to deal with it. So this is just a common state of being. And here's why. Our brain is this tremendous organ. We are capable, um, the brain is capable of collecting so much information. We're constantly collecting and sorting and organizing information to either be stored or not stored. And far more than our Apple computers can do. I mean, it's just there's approximately 100 trillion neural connections, which are the the, um, gateways or synapses that are constantly channeling information um, into the brain and sorting them into the different parts. And so a lot of the research has shown that the human brain is more complex than any other structure in the universe. I mean, it's, it's fascinating. There's so much about the brain we don't even know. But there are some things we do know about the brain and the tendencies of it. And 
One thing that, because the brain in in some ways is so powerful, it has the propensity or almost the um, tendency to go into what's called wayward thinking, where we, it probably worked for us from an evolutionary standpoint, where we would just float into this state of different emotions. And we, like, we weren't always thinking in one way, you know, like, okay, we're going to gather our food and this, we also would tend to be, we're subject to being drawn into a, a different part of the brain called the amygdala. And this is where we have a lot of strange impulses that work for us, like fight or flight or freeze. It also has other emotions in there, but it's our less advanced part of the brain. It's, it was there from an evolutionary standpoint because it helped us survive. But the more advanced and evolved part of the brain in the forebrain is capable of overriding these impulses that we might have to kind of go into fight, flight, freeze mode. And so we need to train that to help us when we tend to go and float off into the amygdala part. Or because a lot of the reasons we procrastinate is boredom, but also kind of like this underlying fear of all or frustration um, of all the things we have to do, to do, to do, to do. It's, it's, it's like we get really bogged down in the to-do list and our brain doesn't do so well there. And here's why. Our brain really doesn't do well with multitasking. When we have a lot of stuff being input, even though it has such intricate capabilities, the, there's too many parts of the brain that are being stimulated when multitasking is happening. So when we have these higher level tasks in the forebrain that are that are required of us, working at our jobs, which involve writing, reading, maybe filing stuff, organizing it, even things like going and doing things like household chores that, that require a little bit more attention, say cooking or something, we have to actually focus. It, it is more of a um, monotask, not a multitask. But how many of us are trying to multitask all the time? It, it's just, it's really hard for the brain to kind of switch the focus from one thing to another. And it it drains our, our brain energy. And that's why we feel immediately kind of exhausted by the to-do stuff. So that is one theory, one, one rationale why we would go into a procrastinated state is, is we just get exhausted at the to-doing of stuff and, and just think, well, let me do this later. Let me do this later. I don't have kind of the bandwidth to do it now. There are a lot of strategies for this. And, and I would say one strategy is organizing the brain. And there's lots of great information on how to organize the brain from, from keeping written lists so that you get it out of your brain onto paper. All the great habit books talk about written list. And another great way is disconnecting from from technology because this is the, the it is the epitome of multitasking and then we have this we get very almost addicted to it this this kind of things are bopping around it's like constant feeds i mean if you were if you remember back if you're old enough to remember back when 
say CNN or one of these 24 hour shows. First of all, they didn't used to have 24 hour shows and then they had 24 hour shows. So you could get news all the time. Not sure we really need to get news all the time, but now we don't know any differently. So who's to say, right? But we, we didn't used to have 24 hour news. Now we have 24 hour news. And then on top of the 24 hour news, there was the, the kind of running the ticker tape, I call it, that goes on the bottom of the screen. So you're, you're getting constant stream of data wherever you look. And it started off on the television. And now we have these smaller devices that are kind of constantly giving us data. And that is harmful to, for our, for our human brain. It's just harmful. We're not to be, have this onslaught of information all the time. Our strategy then is to kind of shut down. You know, it's just like we get overloaded. So disconnecting is a, is a big one that is almost consistent with all the the research that's being done that will help with this state of procrastination. All of it, there are many, again, there's lots of ways of organizing the brain. But what I'm here to tell you about is how movement can help organize your brain. In addition to the writing things down and um, keeping your workstation and your home life neat and tidy and organized, that the the neuroscience is really going to um, support movement because movement has a profound effect on organizing your brain. So when you feel, and, and here's the funny thing is a lot of people will put off exercising. They procrastinate with exercise. So <laughs> you first have to get over that little, that hump and know that exercise is affecting your brain in all these positive ways. So movement doesn't have to be, you don't have to go full throttle. Move in a way that is going to raise your heart rate because anytime you're going to raise your heart rate, even a little bit, you're, you're going to pump more oxygen to the brain. When you get more oxygen to the brain, the brain is going to be happier. It's fuel for the brain. It's going to be able to help you uh, focus more and get clearer. So you know that feeling of when you've exercised, you just feel like you've been kind of wrung out in a good way, that, that everything becomes clearer. And I always talk about this um, in my yoga classes is let's notice and feel that in practice itself, but especially at the end when we're sitting there in this more quiet meditative state, take in this feeling so that you are more likely to come back and do it again. So you're setting yourself up for this desire to come back and move more when you first notice the effects of it. And the effects of it are that you're getting more oxygen to the brain and you're releasing hormones, which are giving an environment, an ecosystem for growth, the growth of the brain cells, growth of those connections in the brain. Um, you're stimulating this, this, the connections between the cells to grow, literally grow the brain and make it more robust and more capable of handling information. And when we when we stimulate these growth factors in the brain, we feel better. We feel more capable. And all of that, all of those feelings are the remedy for procrastination, for that feeling of putting something off. Because you, in a lot of ways, you don't want to do it, but you don't feel like you can kind of handle it. So that amygdala state is kind of telling you like, oh, that's going to bring me stress. I'm fearful of that feeling. This is going to be dull, boring, whatever it is. And if we override that sensation 
by first moving. So we don't even go into that sensation. We just go and we move and it can be 15 minutes of movement. That has to be a non-negotiable. You move and then you're going to be able to go and in your organized list, whether you handwrite it, type it up, whatever, and I always believe in handwriting because it puts it into your brain more, then you're going to be able to tackle those things. So my first recommendation is move. Move your body. Then go and do, this is, this is my strategy, do the least favorable thing after you move. So in other words, this is an example. This morning, I had a list of things to do. I really was really procrastinating. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to take the dogs for a walk because I didn't have to go into the yoga studio until later, which sometimes doesn't work as best for me because then I have this pocket of space and I have a lot of things to do. And boy, you know how it is. That time can just fly by because I can get distracted. I can procrastinate just like all of us. So what I did instead, because I knew I was going to go down that path and I had a few things I just didn't want to do on my list. But I took my dogs for a 10 minute walk. I, I, I didn't break a sweat. I just got my body moving a little bit, but I already felt cleaner. And then I came back in and I immediately made this phone call that I didn't want to make, which was a you know boring phone call. It was to the healthcare insurance company because our one of our billing things was not right. And who wants to talk to the insurance company, the claims department about billing? It's like ooh, makes me want to you know hurl, and that's that feeling of like ickiness. I don't want to do that because it's not exciting. It's boring. I'm not fearful about what will happen, but it's it's. Does it stimulates bad feelings? So I just continue to put it off because it's not something I want to do. So I did that first, right after walking the dogs. I just got it out of the way. And then I can do things that are a little bit more exciting and fun. So that would be my recommendation is move your body in some way. 15 minutes of yoga, 15 minutes of walking or running or jumping jacks or hopping around or whatever it is, dancing, put on music, move your body to get that heart rate up, to get the oxygen flowing to get the, these wonderful, the stimulation of the different neurotransmitters that make you feel better. They're like the world's antidepressant right there in your, in your brain. Physical activity is known to be one of the most efficient antidepressant things to do. So if, and feeling low is a, is another way we, that makes us tend to procrastinate is we feel kind of exhausted by our list and we're already feeling maybe down. So the procrastination is easy to do then. But if you exercise, you're overriding that lowness through the best and most efficient antidepressant, which is movement in the body. The other thing that is great in in terms of movement, and and then I'll get back to like moving and and doing your least favorite thing, but this just came to me. There's a part of the brain called the hippocampus. And the hippocampus is known for being the area for organizing and for memory. Memory is a big part. And so when we are, the hippocampus is when we procrastinate, um, we aren't kind of targeting the hippocampus. But when we move the body there is a, there's been shown that there's been more cell growth in the hippocampus. And this area of the brain that that is responsible for memory and organization then is set up. It's like cleaning out a room that you're going to go then sit in and meditate or 
write a book or something. You've cleaned out that space so that you can go in and do the things that you need to do so that you don't put them off. (laughs) So what I said before was go out. I'm just giving you all the reasons to move, 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 move 15 minutes, maybe more. That'd be great if you do more, but then come back and do your least favorable task first. So you get that out of the way because that's the easiest one you're going to want to procrastinate on. And then you go down and you, and you organize and you do your things and add on all the other stuff, like decrease the amount of multitasking you're doing, turn off technology that's going to distract you, make your to-do list so that you can cross them off. My husband gets incredible joy out of crossing off things on his to-do list. And so then there's a, again, a wonderful feedback loop in your brain that when you get something done, you have like this kind of like dopamine rush, like I get to cross that off. It's exciting. It's exciting to be successful with your getting these things done. Being productive feels good. So the final thing I'll say is make sure that you move and probably move early in the day and then move often because you're going to come back to this over and over again. There's pockets of your day. Begin to notice what pockets of the day do you start to feel drained? Do you start to feel spacey? Do you start to feel down or, le- or less organized or less energized? And, in, and then make a strategy that you do a little movement before that time period. So one more time, I'll, I'll personalize this again. My days are a little bit different every day. So some days are better than others with this, but it's nice when you do have some kind of consistency day in and day out. I do attempt to move in the morning in some way, whether I'm at the studio or not. And it could be just walking the dogs. I also have been known to put on music and dance, but then I can get some of those not as fun things off the plate. Then I go and do some more movement or I teach and, and, and then my lower periods tend to be my energizing, like, like powering down periods would tend to be around three or 4 PM in the afternoon. And I have to say that has changed a lot. It's really not the case much anymore. I don't have those kind of powering down periods. And I think it's because I am, I have like chapters in my day. I move. I do something productive, not that movement's not productive, but in my, you know, in that to-do list type thing. And then, then I have a pause of some kind, whether it's an eating pause or a sitting on the couch and reading pause or um, 10 minutes of meditation pause, but I have a pause and then I regroup and then I move a little bit and I get things done and then I pause. So I have these, I, I have these kind of bookends for the productive getting things done part. And I will notice personally on the days that I procrastinate, inevitably, it's the days that I kind of have off, quote unquote. So I'm, you know, I don't have anything on my, uh, I don't have anything really filling up my day. And I'm not saying fill up your day, but I, I do think that's why I really want to move every day because it does help me even on the days off where I don't have to go into the studio. Or I don't have organized work to do. I feel like I still like to move because then even in the things that I'm doing, like puttering at the house, I'm, I have my brain functioning at a higher level. And those are important too, because I want to be able to go in my closet and clear it out. I put that off for months. And then I finally was like, nope, today is the day I'm going to do it. 
And before I did it, I did a little bit of exercise and then I came in and just cleared out my closet and cleaned it up. I still have a little bit to do in terms of getting getting some final things out of there, but it was it was a big relief to get that done. So in closing, move. Move to help you organize your brain. Move to help you bring more oxygen to the brain to stimulate those neurotransmitters of, that make you feel good that provide this freshening, you know, this freshening. It's like it's like a reboot for your brain to work better. Don't overtax it through by multitasking. Know that that's most tasks need our our attention. Most tasks of the frontal lobe, I mean, of our forebrain, need um, that kind of attention. So, don't try and be writing emails and be scrolling your social media and be trying to listen to a, a kid or something. It's just that's not fair to anyone. You're going to feel um, that also makes you feel overwhelmed. So. Put your attention into the task and know that movement is going to help you pay more attention because when you, and that's why paying attention to your movement patterns helps you pay attention to your life. So move and then get the most like least favorable thing done first and then strategize how the the times of day where you feel like you're kind of losing it and becoming loopy and wanting to procrastinate, maybe schedule a little movement session in there doesn't have to be much, but it needs to be something to get the brain stimulated. So I hope this helps you know that procrastination is a human tendency. And I think it's probably worse in a lot of ways now because we are so overridden with constant information in all ways. And there's always something to do. So organize what is really needs to be done and then shut down on some stuff, shut down on the technology, go out and get in nature and move your body and notice if that helps you. And then if you have any strategies, I'm always, I'd always love to hear your strategies so that I can share your strategies with others. So you can write me at Laura at movementbylara.com. Share this with friends and thank you so much. I'm pulling for you each and every day. Hugs from me to you.